0: are you recording? Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. I'm author of visualizing happiness in every area of your life and host of this podcast, incredible life creator. And today I have Miss Bridget Bokowski with me. Good morning. Good morning Good Kimberly. for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coming from Austria. Yes, so over the pond, right? <laughs> yes, over the pond. So, just so people can get to know you, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio and then we'll have a conversation. So, Bridget Bokowski, PhD, is the visionary founder of Bridget Brands and a distinguished global and personal brand identity strategist with a remarkable career spanning over 23 years of teaching global marketing and management and branding. At universities across the globe and extensive experience in the corporate world, she possesses a treasure trove of knowledge and expertise. Bridget offers a unique array of services, including exclusive one-on-one training workshops, digital courses, challenges, and retreats. With a captivating blend of expertise, experience, and a passion for brand excellence, Bridget is a sought-after authority who guides entrepreneurs and organizations toward their brand's radiant future. Her mission is to craft captivating brand identities that radiate beauty, brilliance, and authenticity, ultimately attracting the clients and recognition her clients truly deserve. Bridget is the host uh, and producer of Brands Talk, a must-listen podcast for brand enthusiasts. On the show, she converses with thought leaders, CEOs, business owners, and experts sharing invaluable, first-hand insights and brand stories. With a PhD in social and economic sciences, specializing in international marketing and management from WU Vienna, Austria, Bridget boasts impeccable academic credentials. Her journey also includes a master's in business administration and education, along with certifications in communication, conflict management, leadership, women entrepreneurship from Cornell, and design thinking workshop from Harvard University. In her early career as a head flight attendant, Bridget honed her leadership skills and gained a deep understanding of exceptional customer service. She has carried these invaluable lessons into academia and the private sector, further enhancing her credibility and authority. Bridget is not just an accomplished strategist, but also an international best-selling author. Her book, Significant Women, Leaders Reveal What Matters Most, sheds light on her personal journey and the transformation of pain into purpose. Well, I am so happy to have you here and very excited to hear your story. So just so people get to know you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit how you started out because you started out like as a flight attendant and then how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, so first of
1: all, thank you so much for this introduction. Awesome <laughs> to hear someone else talk about it. <laughs> it's really nice. Uh, and uh, so for having me. So I'm I'm really excited about telling my story, how I came about to do what I'm doing right now. But it all started many years ago. Uh, I think 30 years, more than 30 years ago uh, as a flight attendant. This was my childhood dream to become a flight attendant. I always wanted that. I didn't look beyond, but I just wanted to be up there in the air and see the world and get to know other mentalities and cultures. And that's what I did for five years. I flew for Niki Lauda. Niki Lauda is a former Formula One car race driver, and he started his airline here in Austria. And it was one of the, let's say in the first years when he started out, we were growing exponentially with small planes and bigger Boeings and then really the large aircrafts uh, flying, over the world from Austria to Bangkok to Miami to Los Angeles to Sydney. To Hong Kong and all the different tro- tropical islands where we, we stayed for a week sometimes because there was only one flight a week so we had to stay there, for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this can be sometimes also extensive because you know if you have if you go there like every other week and you're sitting there sometimes it's raining all the time it's also not so much fun because you're getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Even though other people pay like, you know, they have to save money for a year to just go somewhere. For us, it was just normal life to go back and forth all the time. No, so it was exciting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was very exciting. Um, but after a while, you know, you climb the career ladder, you become um, chef de cabine, you're responsible for such a, a big aircraft, but still... I was not intellectually challenged. Mm-hmm. I always thought there needs to be more. And there was an end date because when you hit the age of 32 and then he extended it to 30, I think 36 it was, your contract terminated because you became too old. Mm-hmm. He wanted young, beautiful flight attendants, <laughs> <laughs> to walk through the islands serve passengers. Yeah. And I was a little afraid hitting that age and not knowing what comes after, right? And also, I was not challenged anymore. I thought there needs to be more in life. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a beautiful life and and living, you know, and staying at these beautiful hotels and seeing the world and getting to know different cultures and mentalities and learning about And here the branding comes in, you know, about different brands that are strong in Southeast Asia, in Australia, in the U.S., in Europe, here and there. Um, And bringing innovations back to Europe, it was just not something that was, you know, something usual that you have had a, um, let's say, um, a telephone um, that was not that was um, not how do you call that uh, portable Mm -hmm. we didn't have that so we just brought it back to Europe so all these kind of you know advancements um, we always lagged a little bit behind here Mm -hmm. and it was exciting but anyway so I decided after a while there needs to be more so I started studying Um, it was a hard decision to make because there was no study and flying I had to decide And there was no going back. Hmm. And I I didn't know if I had the brains doing that. So I just jumped. I jumped into becoming a student. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know whether it works out or not. And everyone was like, oh, my God, she's not going to have the brains. She wants to come back. But I had the brains. Mm -hmm. I had
0: very good brains.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And. um i i I was really I was discovering this this hunger for learning and this stayed with me through the rest of the last three decades and I think I will drop dead with it mm-hmm. I'm just this this permits you know it's is really this hunger for continuous learning and growth and and going the extra mile and um, not jumping ship, but when you feel like there needs to be more, you close the door and another one is going to open. I had to pivot several times in my life. When you when you fly and, and you you stop that and you start as a student, it's kind of a clean slate and you just start all over again. Mm-hmm. What would you do otherwise? I, I didn't have a track record in in any other industry. I had a good education. I did business school, but you know, technology and 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 time. You know, it's 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 all changing. The know how that I had back then did not help me anymore so what am I doing yeah so studying and and I did my master in business education and international marketing and management so I also became a teacher a certified teacher I was doing that because I thought if I will not be successful in the private sector I still can go back to school (laughs) and teach there (laughs) was my fallback option Mm -hmm. yeah and um then I, I worked for different companies. I actually wanted to go back to the airline, but it was, um, uh, yeah, mergers and acquisitions. It, it was really a turbulent time at that time. So there was no going back uh, into corporate because they rather fired than hired. So I had to pivot here and um, did that. Um, after two years, they, um opened a position at the international marketing and management department at the university um, for um, going for a PhD so I applied and I got that spot and then I did my PhD in international marketing and management so that was my major focus and then teaching teaching um, global brand management and consumer behavior and global Um, strategic management so everything that has something to do with being strategic so I'm not the person that executes I'm not coming from an advertising agency I was always the strategist I always was in creating and building uh, and that's what I love that's where my passion is and also it's it's, when you are Flying as a flight attendant for five years, you start reading people. You really start becoming good at it. You, you, you anticipate their desires, their needs, theirs, their pain. You know, pain also being up in the air, maybe feeling uncomfortable, um, or you know, so you, you you just can relate to them, and then. And and I learned to offer these exceptional experiences for customers because when you can anticipate, you have this, this better understanding what they want, you feel into them, you, you are empathic, you're even compassionate with people, and then you know what needs to be done. And that's what I carried into all other walks of life. And that's what I also now can use as a brand identity strategies to feel into people and to help them create an identity <laughs> that that they can see themselves in but also relates to their clients yeah yeah so this 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 was halfway through and then I was back in corporate for, uh, for a, um, I worked for a real estate development company. And then in 2008, the financial crisis hit, we went bankrupt right away. And that was the time when I somehow, and this was really interesting, I lost the job. And with losing the job, I lost my identity because I identified myself so strongly with that company. And at this point in time, I figured, hey, Bridget or Brigitte, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's my German kind of version of name you need to have a personal brand because you need to have something people can identify with you detached from any other company so because i was the head of market research so that's bridget but now there was not this this um um how do you how do you call that i I was not there was not this this relationship anymore or the I was not attached to that anymore because the company did not exist anymore so who I am I was really questioning who I am now and then I went on a on a deep dive the soul discovery mission kind of um, the first time in my life. So like, really, I mean, it's not just reflecting and then figuring out what to do really deeply going inside. Well, well, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. But at that time I was not ready yet for becoming an entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, the, and, and I was as a sideline teaching at the university and they asked me, could you please take on more teaching load? And then I continued, and and they added one more and one more course and one more course, so that I was teaching. At, I think four or five different universities at the same time, and at the universities you're not getting paid well here in in Europe, and and so I also had to make a living somehow. Um, and yeah, that that continued until 2020, and in 2020 my. My permanent, my contract that was a permanent over Mm -hmm. uh, eight years terminated. Um, Because I was not um, a tenure track professor, I was a teaching professor. So a non-tenure track and non-tenure is non-tenure. And um, it couldn't be prolonged because it's it's just a political system here. And I knew this is also the time when I want to start my business. And I prepared for that. I started slowly. Mm-hmm. And then in February 2020, I I finished teaching. I, I still do on a side, but only particular things. And COVID rolled in. Mm-hmm. So I had to pivot again because the business model that I built up and that I, I wanted to roll out, was not possible anymore because I wanted to do workshops for companies and, you know, walk in there and, and because that's something I really like to work with people for one or two days in a row. And, um, so that was not possible. And then I pivoted again and yeah, my love to education and and teaching and, uh, supporting people, you know, um, will always be there. and I started my online business um, doing workshops online, doing master classes online, running challenges online, and having my one-on-one clients over a period of time which I very, very much enjoy because I can work with people like directly and have my full attention on one person and in helping them establish their brand on their entrepreneurial journey or with a company working with the executive team building uh, an identity that reflects who they truly are as a corporation that is aligned with the people working there because everything that resonates inside also is then resonating to the outside world to their customers to all of their stakeholders um, and this is this is so beautiful because i just i just love to to work directly with with my clients with either individuals or with small teams yeah, because as a as a professor you either have like 500 people in a room or 30 people it's usually the classes are full and have waiting lists And this was like more one way, even though I tried to have them, you know, do case studies and work in in international groups. But now I have the freedom to really choose. And that's what I love. Yeah. So this is in a nutshell, (laughs) a long (laughs) nutshell. (laughs) And and that's one of the things that, you know,
0: I, I try to showcase on this podcast is that You don't always start where you finish. In fact, most of the time we don't finish where we started. Um, You know, there's pivots. There's, you know, you didn't just become a brand master in one day. There was steps to it. There was learning. There was experience involved along the way just to get to do do what you're doing now. Because if you started that, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago, yeah, you could have taught people something but having the experience you have you know you're a treasure now because you have all this behind you that you can help people with
1: and this is really the beauty of it because in retrospect piecing together everything like a puzzle all the experiences you know um the hard times the challenges um where you didn't know what's gonna be the next thing, and looking into different walks of lives and trying out different different um let's say vocations or doing different jobs it 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 enriches your life tremendously, and it all makes sense in retrospect. This is also another beauty because if I would have started personal branding or branding in my early twenties. What is there of experience that I can provide? I went through this all. Yeah? I went through all of that phases, and what, I mean, saying being authentic, yeah. But what does this really mean? There are so many layers of that that it is so much richness in it. It's not just done to explain in one sentence what that is, putting something together. No, it's not. And you get a much better understanding. The older you get, the more you have experience that aligns with all of that so you can live your ultimate purpose. It's just a different story. It's a different story. And that's what I'm really happy about that, all what I went through, (laughs) the ups and downs, um, it's, it's, it's worth it at the end of the day. And we need to embrace everything. And I've got to know so many people that say, I did this, I shouldn't have done that. And this was a waste of time. But honestly, usually in all of these things, there is major learning that we take away. It's what makes us who we are because we went through it so that it it really propels us forward there is so much more in that but people avoid looking at it because it hurts Mm -hmm. and I think that is also the difficult thing when you're going in such a discovery a self-reflection like really taking yourself out so i did that the second time during covid it was easier because the world was in a standstill position right mm. so i took myself out i i went into um into um yeah into a state where i was completely taking myself out of everything and it was just in, into solitude let's say it like that yeah mm. and it hurts, it hurts to, to go through all of that from childhood and through all the different phases and stages in life until you are there where you are. And that's several decades <laughs> That sum up, right? Yeah, so
0: here we are. Exactly, <laughs> but you know, you're know, you right. The pain, the struggles are all part of it. And think about when you struggled with something and then you
1: overcome it. That's a huge learning. Yeah, but you have to see it. You have to see it and really recognize that you have overcome that this is a learning. And then we need to celebrate it. We need to celebrate it. Honor yourself, how far you have come and being grateful for that. And this is what also a lot of people just skip. They always compare themselves with others. Oh my god they have achieved this they have achieved that and they are much younger or whatever mm-hmm. but they had a different starting point mm-hmm. yeah? but and this is your journey this is this is your your own one it's nothing that can be comparable and there is you know when you compare yourself with others in your industry or in your category or even in your niche there is enough people yeah that you can cater to and not there's not a fit you're not fitting with or you cannot relate to everyone yeah so you have a special crowd that is is waiting for you mm-hmm. yeah and if you're not getting out there you're actually doing a disservice to them so there's enough abundance for everyone and that's why competing you know you use that wording because it's part of 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 industry birding, um, but actually you just try to, you know, find your niche and position yourself uniquely in the market. And then you go from there and let's roll it. Yeah, and you
0: just said a load of wisdom right there. If people just stopped comparing themselves and just stayed on their own journey, they would feel better, they would do better, they would shine in the marketplace when it comes to their profession,
1: their career or
0: who they are. So,
1: yeah, and it's not a myopic thinking when you focus on yourself. You're not talking about that and, you know, uh, disregarding everything else that is out there. Of course, you are scanning the market, you're scanning the um, geopolitical um you know um in um happenings yeah? you look at what is the industry doing what are others doing but because you need to know how you fit in there and you need to know how you position yourself you need to know what's going on you know you need to know what's coming up as a substitute that is kind of coming in from another industry into yours you, you have to know that yeah but still you know it's 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 about you what you offer and it's about the clients who need that. And that's what you need to understand and you need to align that, bring that together. Exactly.
0: And you know, you were talking about several pivots as you from then till now. So mm-hmm. um I ask this often to people. So so many times people are afraid to go into the unknown. It's like like you said at first. Well, I was going from flight attendant to college and I don't know if I had the brain to do it. And so many times we are in that spot where, okay, we have to transition to whether we choose it or we're forced to choose it. And there's doors of possibility in front of us. And we're like, I don't know if I could do any of this. So what did you do to kind of overcome your fear? Was there support around? Was it your own
1: thinking? The interesting thing, I never had a supporter in that way. People were always telling me, ah, you are head flight attendant. How can you just, I mean, this is a prestigious at that time, you know, job. How can you just stop that? And you never know what's going to come. And, you know, my parents were totally against it. They didn't talk to me at all anymore. (laughs) So I was all alone. And I was like, no, I'm just done. I just don't want this anymore, you know. Even though my heart was still there, but I knew I have to jump. I have to. There is no other way because I was still very young, you know, 25 of 26. Um, but I knew if I wait longer, I'm becoming a frustrated older woman. <laughs> and I didn't want to become that, you know. Um, and it, it was just that this was kind of my, that, that's what I thought, right? And I thought, and and I owe it to myself to be the best possible version that I can. Already at that time, even though I didn't use that kind of wording, but I thought I owe it to life that I do something meaningful out of my life. And I'm not waiting for a guy who is going to marry me who has a lot of money. <laughs> No, because I've learned you have to come up with everything that you need by yourself as a woman as well. You never know what's going to happen. And then I end up somewhere. I did not want that. So there is kind of, I was risk averse in that respect that I knew whatever I can do from my own doing. And this was kind of still playing safe, Mm -hmm. but I still was jumping because I also knew what I'm capable of somehow. (laughs) And then I did that and um, and then I did it several times. There was one time I didn't jump. And this was also a hard learning because I was trying to fit in. I was trying to fit into the role as a, a professor. And it was like something, OK, are you doing it? like until the end until you retire until the rest of your life and I was like no I'm not this traditional person I'm not dressed like that I'm you know I'm 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 not I'm just not the person not the traditional I'm not fitting into a traditional system I'm 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 living this entrepreneurship spirit. I always had that, and that's why flying was so because it's a, it's it's associated with a lot of freedom. You have a lot of freedom, and I like to make decisions. I like to own it. So that's what I I I, I do. And um, um, so I waited very long. And I molded myself into that because I was older, you know, and then people say, yeah, you're a professor and this is great. You're teaching others and, and empowering young people. And, but where does it leave me? And I felt like, you know, I was not appreciated in terms of financial means. And then, you know, you're, yeah. So I was just not happy anymore. And, and I think, People only react when the pain is so bad that there is no other way out anymore. And then you you just run. And I just, you know, didn't want this. any. I didn't want to be in more pain than I already was. And so I was kind of almost there. And then sometimes, you know, life nudges you anyway. And then, you know. Now it's time to, to do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, I like to have it in my hands and not that the universe or life is kicking you. <laughs> and True. um and it it's never it it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Because when you have it in your hands, you are navigating through this uncertainty. Um and make it your New comfort zone, because you see when you make the first step, oh, actually, it's not as bad. Then you do the next step, your next step. But you have to be courageous. There is no other way to get out there. And I'm congratulating everyone who has a supportive system where people are behind, where they say, okay, I'm here for you and, and we support you. I mean, now I have my parents with me, mm-hmm. Yeah. The dynamics also changed. I knew if there is anything going bad, I know they're they're backing me up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the early days, it was not so much the case. Yeah. But if you have a supportive system, then just try it. I think the one thing that we regret regret by the end of the day is the things that we are not doing. And I don't want to see myself in my deathbed regretting something I rather learn hard (laughs) than regretting (laughs) but usually it's not as bad as we think it is
0: exactly exactly so just so you can show your brilliance because we've been talking about a lot of different things let's talk about branding let's actually talk about branding where your brilliance is so talk about the basics of
1: branding what do we need to do um, okay, so first of all, I think there is a misconception a misconception out there when it comes to branding. A lot of people reduce branding in a very, very narrow sense, reduce it to, ah, uh, it's a logo and it's a name, it's maybe a tagline or it's the colors, typography, these kind of things that express your brand tangibly on a website or whatever uh, the physical evidence is, right? But branding is so much more. It really, really, really starts with mindset. Branding goes beyond this aesthetics. It starts with understanding who you are, either as a person, if it's about personal branding. If it's a corporations or companies, institutions about what do we stand for as a corporation or as a company, what do we want to communicate and how we uh, want to be perceived in the market. So it's all about creating an identity. And branding is shaping a certain perception in the market. So a certain you, you are um, shaping um what customers think feel and talk about you mm. and brand to 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 brand is it's really something creating or eliciting a certain feeling in customers hearts mm. so it's about it's very very emotional actually because we connect rather with emotions than with head very often it's go, yeah when you want to remember something you as, as a teacher, yeah, or someone who teaches others or empowers others, people remember better when you, you communicate that via examples through your heart. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up to the head. That's how they remember at the end of the day. I know that a lot of people make decisions based on mind. Yeah. Um, because then they start thinking, but they should rather go with the heart. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the hard decisions are always the right ones. So branding is very much about making a customer feel. Hopefully something positive. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise you do something wrong, right? So my my slogan is branding starts with mindset. So if you are an entrepreneur or if you wanna build your personal brand and work uh, at a company, you have an executive position. Then it's about mindset first. It's about having a clear vision. Where do you want to be in the future? How do you get there? Having a a mission. What is the higher purpose above making bottom line profits, right? It's about the purpose. And the purpose very much is is related to a story. It's related to your own story. It's, It's about your narrative, your your history, it's about your learnings or maybe your pain that became a purpose or so with mine. Um, and the values that you live by, that's the fundament of where you build your brand. And that's why branding starts with mindset. And then you build your personal brand, it's all who you are. You're creating a, a personal brand persona of what it is here, in the here and now, you do kind of a, you know, uh, uh, an analysis uh situation analysis let's call it like that it's it's throw in 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 a a technical term right but you also want to know where you want to go that's why a vision is so important because you're creating the what you want to become and we're always becoming we're always on the way yeah we're adding on with every experience that we have and that goes all into personal branding it's your your standards, it's your brain style, how you interact, how you work with people, how you communicate with people in all walks of life, and are there any differences, there's a lot of analysis going on, and then the interpretation. and you also get feedback from others it's not only how you see yourself but maybe you have some blind spots maybe there is some strength that you haven't even recognized there is that you can bring in and it becomes kind of full circle at the end of the day and so here here we If you have this better understanding, you also have an understanding who you truly are and what makes you authentic. And then you communicate differently as an executive, but also then as an entrepreneur, because what you are as a solopreneur or as an entrepreneur in a small company, that will be the the fundament of building your company or your business brand. Because you build you build your business around that, because usually you have a purpose that goes into your business. That's how you start. And, and then you go from there. And then you build your business brand identity with all the colors and everything. Yeah. But first needs there needs to be the meaning. Yeah. That um that is that should be very rich of what your business is, what, you, what needs you're gonna satisfy. And then also, of course, who is your ideal client? Yeah, where you, at the beginning, also for entrepreneurs, niching, being, being really very specific because you cannot satisfy everyone's needs yeah, because then you become very shallow. It's it's so who is she now? Yeah, What is she really doing? So you focus on something and then you bring that together. So the the identity of who you are is what you're showing to the world and the customer creates in their minds an image of you. They kind of reflect that. And that should be in sync because once that is in sync, then you know you're doing a a good job. Then your positioning positioning is right in the market and um, also in customers' minds. Beautiful. Is
0: that?
1: kind of something
0: really really (laughs) helpful and um i also wanted to find out more about your
1: book tell us about (laughs) it um i it was a it is a book written by 22 women and it's about um their what makes them significant it's about their life journey and for me it was all about it was I, I I wrote that chapter about myself um, when I was in this this discovery journey on my mission, you know, understanding myself, and I was kind of um, when I started out with my with my company, and um, it was a healing work. I think writing is something healing. I don't know how you see that, Kimberly, but when I write, I heal myself. Um, and there was were a lot of magic moments, revelations, and aha's, and everything in there. And um, I was writing about you know playing small because I always felt like I'm not good enough, and there is others so much better. Because I was grown growing up in such an environment, my, my parents hard workers, and you know, and for me, I couldn't, I didn't understand why I should always play small, why I, I never was allowed to. To voice my opinion, I was like, nobody's interested in what you are saying. Just do your job. I was like, why should I just do my job? But you know, this was always. I it was an inner conflict, going for your desires or just fit in. This was like always this thing. And then I'm the one when it's get, becoming too much. Then I need to break out, and then I, I just, I just do something else. So I. I, I am fighting with that usually for a long time, but there's there's a point of no return where enough is enough. And it was a harder learning just to own that who I am and and what I can bring to the world and that I can make my own decisions. And there were other things, other pains in there that um, contributed to all of that. Um, yeah so and and i figured that there's a lot of people and still i think it's more so women because most of my clients are women um is they also went from this you know they're not visible because they do not see themselves as someone really important so i was like playing small i was invisible Mm -hmm. but i i know there is something that i can bring to the world so from an and invisible expert becoming visible yeah the best kept secret is suddenly out there to help others and i want to help others do the same and that's how i why i resonate with a lot of people who have this i feel not good enough this imposter syndrome you would call it as a doctor right <laughs> yeah um and uh, once they understand they'll, they, they have been living with limitations and with fear and just overcoming that and actually using fear as a catalyst to embrace that, because it's something we are making up. It's not real. Mm-hmm. How can you, you know, push through something or because we always say we're pushing through the fear, but. It's something that we, it's, it's an illusion. It's its not really there because we are creating that, right? Someone else doesn't even see it. Okay. Okay. If I want to jump from um, a high-rise building, I mean, fear is if, if I'm just walking kind of there and yeah, th- that is real fear because you're going to be dead, right? But not something like that when you feel like you're not good enough or you're um, a fear a failure or something, yeah, and you can push through that. Yeah. The limiting statements then become empowering statements, and this is also something that is is part, um, a small part of of also personal of mindset. Yeah, so to adopting a business owner's mindset, mm-hmm. coming from from being an employer, a employee uh, with a company or an organization or also academia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people also in the academia that that want to start their own thing for diverse reasons. <laughs> so,
0: if people wanted to work with you, could you share, um, you know, maybe your website? How do people contact you? What services do you have?
1: Absolutely. So, I have. Um, uh, just let me pull that up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm running a masterclass uh January 9. It's called Ignite Your Brand, Your Entrepreneurial Roadmap to Branding Excellence. And it's for free, so people can come and join. They just need to register for it. And then I'll talk about entrepreneurship and why branding is so important and why branding has to be done really early on that journey um so i i i have my own three uh step branding blueprint for entrepreneurs that i put together on decades of research and um that helps them and i walk them through that too and that's what i also do in my three months one on one um um exclusive coaching and uh, I also have a free download. It's the Entrepreneurial Branding Starter Kit. People can download that on my website, bridgetbrands.com. Okay. And I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. So it's also there. There's a button to download that for free. Yeah, and also run challenges, the Embody Your Brain Challenge that goes over three days. That's also nice because over three days you get a little homework and then people get to know me how I work. So that's um, also something where then people decide, okay, I want to do this Master Your Entrepreneurial Brand uh, 3 months program. That's what I'm doing right now, yeah. And of course, for, for corporations, I help them uh, with creating their uh, brand identity and aligning personal and organizational values to create a culture that they all can embrace
0: okay so now I have a personal question for you what gives you the most happiness
1: and fulfillment in your life at this point right now is when customers when my clients say wow yeah and when when I see it's almost like it, it is like brings me to tears when they say, wow, this, this was great or I've learned so much and now I understand and this is so exciting. And I love that homework, even though it's a lot, you know, <laughs> I see their, how they evolve and their development over their personal development, but also when I see how much clarity they get about themselves and then how things are unfolding and falling into its place that is something that i just love 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 yeah you truly really <laughs> have the heart of a teacher <laughs> i think that's what teachers <laughs> live for
0: is just to see their their yeah. students glow and yeah. and blossom and and you're now you're doing that with business people
1: yeah 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 but I also have a private life I I love to travel so which will that's something I'm gonna start again now next year and I I I love to work out um and I have a punching bag at home so I just love to kick and punch so this is how I knock myself out and I just love it
0: Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for sharing all your wisdom and your stories and, um, you know, your experience. So
1: thank you so much. I thank you so much for having me. And I really hope there are some nuggets of wisdom in it that people can take away. And they should just get in touch with me. And uh, yeah, also, if they're interested, we can hop on a 20-minute call and just... Just have a conversation, a virtual coffee.
0: (laughs) Sounds wonderful. So I have one last question before we finish. What is your best advice on living an incredible, amazing life? Um,
1: Take it into your own hands and do not let others define you. Write your narrative and love it. Beautiful. Thank you
0: so much, Bridget. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you.